This episode brought to you by Insert Sponsor Here. They are the Insert Adjective Company that we love to have on our side. Just remember, by Insert Sponsor Here. When you need a fix for Verb. We sure do love them. Oh, yes. I'd just like to thank them once again for their kind sponsorship of this episode. Note thank to, you. Note to Editing Memphis, add sponsor in later. Yeah, that would really suck if they didn't. Anyway, what are we reading? We are reading... Uh, hold on. Let me... I am a level of drunk where I'm normally farsighted, but also I'm like a little bit nearsighted at the same time. I need to kind of squint. I'm drinking Fentiman's ginger beer, which is non-alcoholic, but I'm mixing it half and half with crack and rum, (laughs) which is a lot. What are you drinking? What, what is this? What, I'm drinking. What, what is this? I'm drinking spiced rum and what is ginger wine? And Liz thought I was just drinking the ginger wine, but what she didn't know was I was using the ginger wine to wash down other liquor. You're drinking so I'm... twenty-seven proof, thirteen point five percent ABV ginger wine. As a chaser. (laughs) It's been a hard week, Liz. Grape wine with natural spirits, ginger flavor, and caramel color. (laughs) Contains sulfites. I'm... (laughs) I think we should read something. I think I should start reading because I am rapidly getting drunker by the second. Oh, God, I lost my glasses. Oh, no. (laughs) So last week we did a sober episode where we woke up early and had some coffee. Oh yeah, remember our coffee date? That was nice. That was nice. Oh god, I'm so wasted. I wish I had a cup of coffee. To to make up for it. (laughs) Mistakes were made. I'm already sorry. I'm going to do my best. Mistakes were made. But for you, dear listeners, we will never, and this is a contractual promise, never skip a week. It's not true. We have skipped weeks. The, no, this is not an actual promise. Uh, contract subject to... No, one-sided void. promises are not contracts. There's no consideration on the other side. We give... It's not enforceable. We give... Promises... Up- we promises give are- upload every week. You give money to our Patreon. <laughs> we haven't set up a Patreon. Oh, God, my mouth. Shh. Please stop. Shh. Chapter 10 Shh. of Book 3 of Legal Affairs. Violation. <laughs> I'm okay. Anyway, lunch with Cal turned out to be quite informative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember? Oh, yeah. Cal was like, Matt fucking Conover. He said Irreverence. with reverence. <laughs> 
and then explain to her the multiple ethical violations Matt committed in order to get into her pants. Oh my god, and that he was, chapter. He was enthralled by it. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that fucking chapter. I don't remember when I started drinking today. Yeah, but I remember recording that chapter last week because we screamed about it for like an hour. I don't know how we managed to cut the episode down. Cal unburdened the entire story to me, but there really wasn't much to it. Apparently, Matt's ex-wife came on to him after a party she held while Matt was out of state on a case. Cal was really drunk, but he also takes responsibility. Yeah. He insists he should have known better no matter how drunk he was. It's sort of my belief that when a man is faced with a beautiful woman that has disrobed in front of him, (laughs) he's going to fuck her no matter how wrong it is. No, No. that's not how this works. No, I'm sorry. It... There's so much sexism in that one sentence. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's... There, there's a lot to unpack there, Sawyer. Yeah. Who hurt you, first slash of all? Michaela. Author slash protagonist. There's a, there's a lot in that one sentence. No. If a woman disrobes and you are remotely... That one of the indicatives of human thought is free will. Yeah. Boning someone takes effort. Uh, I left lunch feeling weird. Weird. Oh, it was all good between Cal and me. And I believe we may have even started what might be a really good friendship. Okay. Really? If you say so. Because you seem like kind of a dick. Seems like you dumped him for his enemy. Yeah. You dumped him at a party he took you to and lied to him and left with another person. You dropped your glasses, Liz. No, I didn't do that. I don't know why you would think that. I'm going to put my glasses back on now. I mean, what? But I don't judge him for what he did. I do. Plus, he's already paid the price. He lost Matt. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Jesus Christ. No. No. It's clear that that still tears him up. Oh my God. But I felt weird because Cal gave me some insight into Matt. He told me that Matt changed after he found out they'd slept together. He said the divorce was really bitter and there was a huge, ugly fight over the custody of their son. What? Wait, what? What? Matt has a kid? I'm just gonna slide a son in there randomly. I'm sorry. There's, oh, Matt, I didn't know you were married. And then there's, oh, Matt, I didn't know you had a kid. I'm not saying that people who have children are not dateable. I have dated people with kids. But you would think that that would come up. You don't really want to drop that on someone months into dating, right? No. What? Oh, by the way, also, I have a child. By the way, this is my five-year-old. What? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry that I'm I'm sorry that forgive me, headphone users, but what? Okay. Okay. I'll let you continue. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to scream that much. I don't like the idea that Matt is a dick because because his wife cheated on him. 
Yes, and that means he's a dick to women, but don't worry. With a beautiful, sexy woman, he can change. He's just so broken. Yeah, he the, needs a woman to love him. The idea that your wife cheats on you and therefore you are a dick to... And therefore you treat every other woman ever as an object is intensely fucked up. Yeah, you and, already and, were a dick. You didn't deserve to be cheated on, but you were a dick. And, and now you're just an overt dick. And and that is a plot line in like so a lot many. of movies and a lot so of books. Many. And it is And it teaches teenage girls that if the guy is an asshole, they should stay with him until they get through. When in reality, ladies, especially young ladies. It also teaches young men that if they have one bad relationship, yes. they should just treat women as objects always. Like yes. it, it goes, it, it took... goes both ways. It's fucked up. Yeah. Like this whole plot point. Nobody is wins. Up. Nobody wins. Don't do it. Yeah. And I was one of the, but I was one of those girls. I was a fixer. 100%. Oh yeah. I was so you attracted. You seek out the damaged ones. Damaged I do that. ones. Liz, the damaged ones. There's something about damaged men. Why do you think we're friends? <laughs> I was into women, but it was very hard in a conservative country to get, like, out people. A damaged woman to be interested. Yeah, and I think I totally would have been into damaged women. Um, And I was. A damaged woman. You were a damaged woman. (laughs) But there's something about a, a bitter, angry man that you think you can find the goodness in him. And then you realize, oh, no, it's just shit. He said the divorce was really bitter and there was a huge and ugly fight over custody of their son. Yes, Matt had a son and I didn't even know about it. Okay, I'm glad she draws attention to the fact that this is fucked up too. She's like, yes, he had a son. She's making a bigger deal about the fact that he was once married than the fact that he has a fucking kid. She found out that that he was once married and she went, you were married? And now she's like, oh yeah. And yeah, he has a kid. I bet he's going to feed her some bullshit line about, oh, I've been hurt so much. And that's why I date women without telling them that I have a son. And she's going to go, oh, he's so complex and deep. And then totally not going to care about it. Barf. Even though she had to learn about it. She had to learn about the fact that he had a son from his ex-best friend and former wife's lover. That's a big barf. So yeah, I have some weird feelings right now. As far as Matt and I are concerned, we settle into a weird sort of routine. At work, we hardly see each other. But when we do, there always seems to be some sort of secret smile that we managed to pass on to each other. Isn't this just what they were doing in book one? Basically. Like, has there been any character or plot development at this point? Other than, by the way, he has an ex-wife and a kid? Like, think about it. What happened in book two? And was it relevant? Nothing and no. That's that's what I thought. <laughs> I think he beat somebody up, but I don't remember why. He beat up a drunk... Oh, a co-counsel. co-counsel. Because co-counsel, like, groped her or something. Yeah. And he, like, throws him across a bar. And then goes to his room later that evening. Oh, my God. And then What, what is this book? And, and then he says to Michaela, if I remember correctly, 
nobody touches your breasts but, but me. me. <laughs> a perfectly normal thing to say to a woman who was just sexually assaulted. Right. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. And Michaela, because she is fucked up, says... She's into it. Yeah, she's totally into it. Anyway... The two times we actually had to meet in his office to go over cases, he was extremely professional, although one time he slid his pinky finger over the back of my hand. When I glanced at him, he gave me a look filled with heat and desire, and I felt lit up from within over just the slightest of touches. Honestly, this is fine. If, if, they're, if they're gonna be banging... Don't make a big deal about it at work. This is fine. At the end of the day, Matt will stroll into my office and ask what I want to eat. I'll hem and haw and finally decide on something. Just decide on something. He'll then leave and I'll pack up to head home. About an hour later, Matt shows up at my apartment with food and then, well, you can guess what happened after that. No, this is a smut book. Tell us Please what tell us. That's the point. Why are we reading this book if you're not going to tell us the dirty deets? Does she not ever show up at his apartment? Is it because no. there's a child there? There's now? a child there. I bet that's why. I bet Oh my god, he has custody of the kid. He won custody. Oh my god. And you know what? I bet Okay, here's my prediction. He admits to winning custody in the same underhanded, unethical way that he tries to win her. And Mac is just like, oh, wow, he must really love his son if he plants drugs on his ex-wife so, <laughs> so that he can have custody of him. And, oh my and God. no one cares. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's a lawyer, too. He managed to frame her by with malpractice by doing malpractice himself. As if on cue, my doorbell rings and I open it right up. There stands Matt holding a bag of Chinese food and a bouquet of flowers. I, okay. I'm stunned, my jaw dropping wide open. I mean, I was expecting Matt and the Chinese food. <laughs> and I had been sitting here for the last 20 minutes naked, hoping he'd get me an extra egg roll. Just ask for an extra egg roll if you want one, girl. But never in a million years did I think he'd bring me flowers. Oh, this was way better than an extra egg roll. Almost like they're in a relationship now. She really has to say everything twice. We get that she wasn't expecting it because she showed and didn't tell yeah. But then she told us also. Yeah, that is that it's is a very a... common writing style with with Sawyer Bennett. She'll explain exactly what happened and then explain what just happened. It'll be a She's a legal writer, that's why. Yeah, it'll be a and then I felt X because why? I couldn't believe that why. In fact, it made me feel X. It is a, it yeah. is a thing. It is she is not a legal writer. I mean, Iraq. You start with the conclusion and then you state the rule and then you apply the rule and then you conclude and then you summarize. If any of you have ever you, read you, you see any you, piece of you legal said writing. Iraq, but then you said cracks. I'm 
Iraq is introduction rule application no, conclusion. Issue. issue. Issue? Yes. Issue rule application conclusion. And you said conclusion rule application conclusion summary. You're I right. Feel, I and feel I was like... talking about a brief or a memo. I'm... I was thinking of the initial summary oh. of the like introduction to the to a legal memo. Oh, so you're saying it it's not cracks, it's scrack. <laughs> Is that a Columbia? <laughs> I didn't go to Columbia. I was apparently too smart. <laughs> That's... You guys don't know me in real life, uh, so I can say that, because if you knew me in real life, you would know that I wasn't smart enough to get into Columbia. <laughs> but let's just pretend, listeners. Scrack. Before I can say anything, I hear from behind Matt, Yum! Chinese! And I'm starving! Also, hey, nice flowers! Macy steps. Oh no! Macy steps around Matt, who is still standing in the doorway. Oh no! And walks into the apartment. I move back so Matt can come in. Matt, this is my roommate Macy. Macy, this is Matt. This is my roommate Macy. She's heard us have sex a lot and has said that it really, really turns her on. So, so everybody wins. Yeah. It doesn't say that Matt has told her that he has a kid. I don't think I don't think he knows that she knows yet. I know, but at some point he needs to explain why he's going over to her home when she lives with a roommate. Agreed. Hey, Macy says, and she rakes her eyes up and down him like he's a slab of meat on display. Classic Macy. Dayum Mac D A Y U M. Damn. He is hot H O T. If you ever get tired of hitting that, let me know because I can't wait to take him for a test drive. Oh my god, this is not this is out of character for She is crazy and sex crazed, but this is out of character for Macy. And not how anyone like that would speak. Not to somebody in the room. Yeah. He's not a slab of meat. That's kind of rude. He is, he is a beef slab, but he's not a slab of meat. He's also a human being in front of her. Yes. And she's got to know that not everybody appreciates that kind of... I don't think anybody appreciates that, really. Like, if you're into it, you're role-playing, fine. Yeah. But this is a stranger. This is your friend's friend. This is your friend's maybe boyfriend. Maybe sort of boyfriend. I roll my eyes as Matt stares at Macy as if she were a curious circus attraction. (laughs) She saunters. Again, lots of people saunter in this book. They do. They do. She saunters up to him and takes the food out of his hands. Nice to meet you. Thanks for the food. I'm starving. What the fuck, Macy? This is a date night. Matt raises his eyebrows and shoots me a bewildered look. I call out into the kitchen. That's Matt's and my dinner. She yells back, I'm willing to share. Come in and let's eat. What the fuck, Macy? I'm sorry. I lean over and whisper to Matt, taking the flowers from him. We can make up some plates and go eat in my bedroom if you want. I feel like adults should know better. I don't know. You're going (laughs) to... You're adults. Eat at a table. Yeah. You're not sneaking up plates. 
with this man in his 30s, this father. Hey, let's go sit on my bed like a bunch of degenerates. I still eat on my bed sometimes. I know, but you don't have children and you're not in your 30s. I have a kid. Did you, did you know that? Oh, my God. Is that why I never am in your home? That's why you've never been to my home, yes. Even though you're in my home right now, I just lock the kid in my home office where you're not allowed to go. I get a wide-eyed stare, and then he starts walking towards the kitchen as if he is in a trance, (laughs) strangely hypnotized by Macy's brand of weirdness. That's not weirdness. That's kind of just asshole. No way, he says, smacked with wonder. I want to get to know this roommate of yours a little better. Threesome. Giggling, I follow him in and make myself. Oh, she's into it. Okay, we're good. By putting the flowers in water. I didn't even get a chance to thank him properly, but I can do that later. I know just the thing that will make him very, very happy. It's it's a threesome. But don't tell us, Sawyer Bennett. Don't tell us, because this is an erotic novel where everything happens in our imagination. It Yeah, every single sex scene happens off screen, except for the boring ones. We all three settle in to eat and actually have a pretty good time. The thing with Macy is that she always likes to shock you when she first meets you. Then she settles right down into a charming conversationalist. She shocks you by stealing your food. That's not really And a then shock. she's nice. The only thing she did was objectify him and be rude. <laughs> uh, she has no problem keeping Matt amused, and I use the time to watch him interact on a personal level away from the office. He laughs so easy, his eyes crinkling at the corners and his dimples making periodic appearances. He reaches over to me every once in a while, rubbing my legs softly just so he can have contact with me. Aww. The secret smile we share doesn't have to be so secret here. And he graces both of our faces when he looks at us. Aw, uh. I think. Aw. It's, it's a little bit weird, but aw, I guess. So, Matt, where do you live? asks Macy. I live over in Chelsea, he says, as he takes into a bite of egg roll. As he bite, I'm still pretty drunk. I I can tell. I live over in Chelsea, he says, as he takes a bite of egg roll. That's closer to your office. How come you two just don't go there after work, asks Macy. Good job, girl. Because there's a child there. I mean, it's not like you do anything but eat and screw like horny bunnies. (laughs) It do be like that, though. I know. But but that's kind of sad. That's when, their only hobby. Yeah, that's kind of sad when your roommate, who you don't talk to about this very often, knows that. That's a good question. So I turn to Matt with a smile and playfully punch him on the shoulder, because obviously Michaela has never thought of this before. Babies. Yeah, how come you never take me over to your place? Matt doesn't miss a beat. Oh! <gasps> Because I never invite women, I'm just fucking... He stops abruptly. The sudden realization of what what he was saying hit him. What? Well, that's the end of this relationship. He looks quickly at me, guilt lying heavy on his face. I'm not gonna lie. It really hurt my feelings to hear him say that. Well, no shit, because you're dating now. You mean, 
I'm sorry. Again, Michaela just being just the sharpest tool in the shed. What you mean to say is you don't invite the women you're just fucking over to your place. I clarify like there was anything to clarify. Yes, that that's what he said. That's exactly what he said. Minus one syllable. I try to keep my voice light and unaffected. Macy cautiously rises from her chair. I think I'm going to head to bed now and give you two a little space. <laughs> yeah, you do that, Macy. I don't bother looking at her as she leaves, and Matt's eyes never waver from mine. When she's gone, he says, I'm sorry, that was crude. Yes. But it's the truth. I told you I don't do relationships, Mac. Wow. Oh my God. This is the- you brought flowers, dickbag. <laughs> Whole bag of dicks. Just a burlap sack full of wieners. Um, holding up my hand, I stop him before he goes any further. What, no, what you said was honest and you're right. You've always been very clear and straightforward with me. No, you haven't been. You, you did not tell her you had a child or a wife or, or, or that the reason you hate Cal is because he's, you didn't tell her that you were having a business dinner with Lorraine. You instead deliberately phrased it so that you could make her jealous. And then were upset that you made her jealous. You just wanted her to be jealous. Yeah. Actually with you. Actually, Matt spent this entire book just lying by omission constantly. (laughs) Hang on. Michaela continues. If there's anything I can appreciate about you is that you've always given me honesty again. No. Bullshit. I try to give him a warm smile to let him know that my feelings aren't hurt, but deep down they are. No shit. But in fairness to Matt, he's never led me to believe that this would be anything more than good sex, no matter how I feel. Girl, you're not enjoying this. Please review the last two chapters because he's very clearly shown an interest in having a relationship with you now. And if he's truly not interested and you want a relationship, it is okay for this to end. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. No. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. I couldn't, like, Liz was talking about dating someone with children. I personally could not date someone with children. I don't ever want kids. That's okay. It's okay. If you're not compatible, you're not compatible. There's more. I'm I'm, going to get to it. The... She's just got to leave. I almost feel like I'm reading a story about a battered woman. And I know that's kind of extreme, but she's constantly like, he makes me feel bad about myself, but he's not at fault. It's all my fault. It's my fault for having feelings. Yeah. Do you want me to go? Matt asks. No, I assure him with a half smile, even as my heart is breaking. I want more sex. Stay. Let's go shake the apartment's foundation. Oh my god. Okay, he says, giving me a smile of his own. We finish dinner and hit the bed. Dot, dot, dot. Hard. Oh my god. Nothing has changed in that respect. He touches me and I melt for him. I grasp onto him and he shudders. We still have that sizzling hot chemistry between us. And for the first time, I am beginning to truly accept that this is all there truly is. 
No. End chapter 10. No, you're not. You're just delusional. And also he's a whole bag of dicks. I didn't like this chapter. No, it's this is starting to kind of bum me out. Uh, any response other than what we've already responded to? Don't show up with flowers and then say it's just sex. Don't show up at her office every single day and say, what can I bring you for dinner? And then say it's just sex. Like, there's clearly a relationship here. Or if and clearly do... he's being defensive because clearly he has a kid at home. But this is so sad. But he knows she's into him. I'm not saying that he's responsible for her feelings. Yeah. But if he had any sense of decency or responsibility as the older, more mature, maybe even boss. Yeah. I, I think he could realize, okay, she's clearly not handling this. Yeah. And Macy should have also noticed, hey, yeah. she clearly can't handle this. And Michaela herself, everyone's yeah. responsible here. Michaela herself should have looked at this and said, and she said multiple times, I don't want this. And then broken it off. Yep. There is no sex that is good enough to make you feel bad about yourself. I agree. I'm going to drink some more. All right. And, um, and chapter 10. And maybe we can watch something funny afterwards. Yes. <laughs> to lighten the mood. I stopped the world and mouth with you. Anyway. Because she said she melted and that song immediately got stuck in my head was... I stop the world and melt with you. Which is not a love song. It's a song about a nuclear apocalypse. Fun fact. I didn't like this chapter. It made me feel bad about everybody and renewed my desire for this entire relationship to end. I just want her to get back together with Cal, who's a good guy, even though he did do a dumb thing once. Or quit her job and have a relationship with someone unrelated to any of these assholes. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, throw us a like. If you don't like this podcast, fuck off. And um, I love you lots. How about you? I don't love you at all. Fuck off, Memphis. Get out of my house. But I brought flowers and Chinese food. In the streets. Into the snowstorm. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.